Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kali. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kali, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kali. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of having Mr. Mike Jordan uh, with uh, Strategy Investment Group with me. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Good. Uh, Mike uh, with uh, Strategy Investment Group has several businesses. Uh, he has property management company. He owns uh, several multifamily buildings and single family houses. And he has a unique synergy amongst all of his businesses. And he's pretty well diversified. Uh, Mike, do you want to give a background for our listeners as to you know how different businesses are and how you get uh, synergy established out of these? Absolutely. Well, you, like I said, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, you know, one of the things that I love is adding value to, uh, you know, real estate investors that are getting started or that are in the business already. So, um, you know, hopefully I can do so. So uh, my business is uh, mainly in turnkey properties. So we have a company by the name of Strategy Properties, which uh, uh, buys uh, vacant homes, renovates them, places uh, screening qualified tenants uh, in them through our property management company. Uh, we also buy occupied homes, but we, uh, we always figure in the, defer, the, the deferred maintenance that, uh, that comes with it. So that's important. You might buy an occupied home from a tired landlord, but you have deferred maintenance that uh, sometimes people um, ignore and they really get bit by a um, um, hidden number that they didn't figure in for. And that's why we uh, always make sure we do our numbers right and we uh, you make your money on the buy and you keep it with who you deal with um, and then we also have a construction division which does work for our um, for our strategy properties and for our property management company proway property management that construction company is called accurate construction group mm-hmm. um, and then we also do hard money lending um, and the lending we do is for clients that are uh, you know, bring us deals uh, in the local market and want to get them funded. And we also do some lending deals for our clients that, uh, you know, need uh, some, you know, money to do a deal. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're quite diversified and uh, we, have a, we have a broker's firm too and an education company, which we do uh, hands-on, boots-on-the-ground training, which I really believe in digging in on education in learning how to locate deals, whether it be a single family or a multifamily deal, uh, understanding the renovation process and, you know, how to accurately, you know, get that budget right and what you want to use in the home or, or uh, apartment complex. And then um, we also do digging in on property management and general business strategies on how uh, to use, you know, process systems, systems and procedures to implement into your business to maximize uh, the production and results of your company. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And there are several questions that stem from that, Mike. And it's a thank you for that intro introduction. Actually, I mean, it's sure. it's a it's a pretty diverse and well-rounded company you have. Thank uh, you. At our show, Mike, we speak uh, mostly about multifamily investments and how uh, multifamily uh, apartment complexes can be profitable for investors. And I know there are a lot of young uh, investors who are starting out uh, and aspiring big things. Uh, listen to the podcast. So uh, I want to maybe, you know, uh, uh, ask you some questions around it that will benefit the investors and kind of set the stage uh, upon, uh, you know, how uh, or where they are and how they should begin their investing career. And Absolutely. what I mean by that also, um, Mike here is that uh, there's this notion out there that, oh, I want to get as quickly as into multifamily investments. And uh, my personal belief is that someone should definitely get their feet wet with multi, uh, single family rather and gradually progress into multifamily. Uh, with your experience, uh, Mike, could you maybe describe us like what would be a recipe? Do you advise uh, new investors to get into multifamily deals right away or how is it for you? Well, whether you're a new investor or even a seasoned investor, I always recommend one thing first is to have, um, you know, a circle of trusted advisors mm -hmm. um, and, um, and or mentors, coach, whatever you want to call it, that can help you make decisions because um, you know, whenever we're doing something, you know, we use facts and logic to make decisions, but, uh, you know, it's always great to discuss things with one another and, um, you know, nothing can, uh, beat experience. So I definitely recommend, you know, new or, uh, uh, investors or existing investors to have that, you know, trusted coach, mentor, or advisors that they can go to and talk, um, to about particular deals. Mm -hmm. um, I also, to go to your point is, you know, I, I do recommend to get started with single family. Um, the reason why um, is, is single family, you're going to taste everything. You're going to taste how it is to acquire the, 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 the closing process, the, uh, um, the renovation process. If your apartment building that you want to buy has renovation, well, your single family home may have upgrades that you're going to do there. You know, for example, hardwood floors, we always keep them, we refinish them. Um, if you're going to upgrade the kitchens, what's too much upgrades, what's too little of upgrades. So uh, that single family gives you that experience, but just multiply it by 60, 70, or 80, that would be an apartment complex. So um, then it'll give you that property management experience. Ultimately, the success comes in property management, leasing and property management. You have, you have to have criteria for leasing to put the right tenants in there. And then you have to properly manage the property properly. And, um, you know, with, with that being said, you know, we look at our tenants as our clients. Um, and, and they are. We want to make sure they're happy. We want to make sure that um, they're happy in terms of their, uh, the, the, the living conditions that they're in, any maintenance is taken care of, and uh, that we respond to their requests. So that happens in a single family home. So that's a good tester there. That's like an appetizer towards the bigger deal, which is the apartment complex. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully that answered your question. No, that, that's very true, Mike, that you, know, you, you learn the basics first. And as you said, through more experience, your confidence grows 
and yeah. you grow into bigger, uh, uh, you know, bigger deals, which which is absolutely true. Absolutely. Now, Mike, speaking of the value add strategies and different things that someone can do, uh, could you maybe help us, uh, you know, understand what elements that someone should look for in value add deals, whether it is, uh, you know, deferred maintenance in buildings or whether you know, how much the rent difference is, uh, you know, with respect to how much value you can add uh, to get your rents up. Could you maybe uh, explain sure. us uh, more about it? I know you have done several deals like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing I would look at is deferred maintenance uh, because you go in there and approve units or a home, you know, you can get more rent and there's more desirable, more tenants for the desirable product than there is for something that's run down. Uh, the second thing is I would look at, um, you know, existing rental uh, rentals in the area and see how much they're going for and why they're going for that price. Um, is it the location? Um, the location should be similar to yours. You, you, it's kind of like doing a CMA, a, a comparative market analysis. You want to make sure you compare apples to apples and not apples to oranges or right. you're going to be really off with your uh, value add opportunity there. Um, so I would look at other apartment complexes, other homes, what's the rent that's, uh, you know, what are, what are, what are they getting for rent? Um, I'd look at, um, what the city's doing, um, uh, as far as any developments in the city that are going to bring up rents that are going to create new jobs there. Um, I'd look at, uh, um, is there any, this is something that a lot of people don't look at, but is there any rent control coming up? That's scary. Actually, that could really actually, that's a very good point, actually. Uh, yeah, that can destroy your your value add uh, opportunity there, and that's maybe why you know someone's selling the apartment complex. But you know, those are the key points. I mean, you know, improvements on the property. What do other complexes have that uh, um, that 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 you don't have? Uh, what's going on in this city? Is there new jobs coming in? Economic condition. Um, is there people moving into that city? That's another important thing. Uh, you know, it, it, how's the you know police force? You know, these are important factors that people look at when they want to move there. Um, also, schools. You know, if you look at the schools, you might you might see a new uh, elementary school going up in the area. Well, that new elementary school might bring in really good teachers and might have a very high uh, score for uh, um, you know for the education it's going to provide. Well, that's what, what's that, what's that going to do? It's going to drive more people to buy homes in the area. It's going to drive more people to want to live in the area. So rentals are going to increase, and you know, then there's your value add. Got it. And uh, as a new investor looking for deals, should there be a minimum hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars, or seventy-five dollars rent spread? Uh, w what is the sort of the general metrics you follow on that, Mike? Well, I look at it like. If you're not looking at, you know, a minimum of like a $75 plus uh, rental increase, you know, that's approximately, you know, 10% of, uh, of the rent increase in the area that I'm in for most units, um, then I'm not really looking at it as a, you know, value add. I'm looking at it as just a really good deal that I could probably improve or that I can get more rents. Um, it just, you know, maybe... Uh, they weren't marketing it right or, or, you know, maybe just some work needs to be done and, you know, um, I can get, you know, $50 more rent or whatever it may be. But 
it's not a huge value add if you do your numbers. It's, it's good, don't get me wrong. Every dollar that you can get extra is great, but I also believe in, um, you know, believe that you shouldn't price yourself out of the rental market. Um, right. You know, that's where if you have vacancies, what good is vacancies? It's just going to cause you uh, less cash flow. So to me, you got to understand where, where is the market at, you know, the, at the high point and why it's there, what type of amenities do those units have, what location are they in, what's the midpoint, you know, for uh, the, the rents and what's the low points. And sometimes I go to, you know, I go to complexes in the area here and I see them just run down and they're getting, you know, X amount of dollars for rent uh, just all across the board. And I'm like, man, would I love to get my hands on this apartment complex because I love it, the location, all the good stuff. You know, I would go in there and I think I could get uh, rents up $200 a unit. So that's a value add. That's, oh, that's, that's truly that's, a value that's, add. Yeah, that's, you know? that's terrific. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. But but you, you but you to me like I said if if you're not getting you know seventy five dollars plus or or the greater of ten percent you know it's like you know I, I don't really consider a value add I just consider a good deal with the opportunity to move up the rents absolutely absolutely and speaking of property management uh, there Mike I know you have uh, your own property management company yeah. uh, what advice would you give to new uh, newbies out there about you know how the importance of property management is and how property management can be a instrumental uh, sort of point within your portfolio to manage your buildings and uh, you know improve your profitability well first of all i always welcome you know people to come in the office say the we probably have 10 people a week that come through our office here um, and take a look at our different departments and how we do things and you know kind of dig in you know we like to spend some time with them and show them uh you know how we do how we have our systems and processes and then you know people because uh you know i believe it goes that way you have to have your systems and processes in place and you have to have the right people then you'll have the great results but property management is incredibly important um i look at it like you could have properties in california or new york if they're not managed right, um, you know, if you don't have listings up, uh, you know, uh, you know, for, for units, if you don't know how to qualify a tenant, if you don't know how to service a tenant, you're going to be in bad shape. I mean, you know, it's up there with my big three. My big three, I always say, is location, renovation, property management. And, um, you know, it starts off with the right location, then the renovation has to be there. Uh, and when I say renovation, you don't have to put crown molding. We don't, we're not saying that. We're saying you got to have a nice, clean, uh, uh, safe uh, 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 unit. When I say safe unit, the electrical's in place, the, the, the HVAC's, uh, you know, done right, inspected properly. So safety and structure is very important. And then property management is, um, is incredibly important, too, because if you, get, if you have great property management and you build that rapport with your tenants, you could have very long-term tenants, um, you know, three, four, five plus years. And that's where you really make money. You have those long-term tenants in there. I mean, that's, that's incredible. And, that's I, awesome. and, and you can do that. You can do that by placing the right tenant in there and having the right product and treating them right and, you know, building a relationship with them through even, even uh, monthly news, uh, newsletters. You know, we talk we, in monthly newsletters, we send out, we tell them how to uh, improve their credit score or we refer them to credit score companies 
um, uh, that can uh, credit repair companies that can help uh, repair their credit. All those little things matter, and that's uh, that's all. It's part of building a relationship with them for the long term. That is so beautiful. You said, Mike, that it's more than property management. It's more about you know, treating them respectfully and also, you know, being empathetic to their needs and building that relationship. I, I, I yeah. love that. I, I, I absolutely love that. I think I'm going to do uh, more of the relationship building in terms of, you know, doing the marketing and things like that, that yeah, the elements you said. I'm, I'm telling you, a monthly newsletter goes a long way. Uh, we also uh, um, hold uh, courses here where they could come and learn how to become a homeowner because, you know, you might say, well, why do you want to do that? You're going to lose them as a tenant. No, you're not. You're going to build more respect more with them, absolutely. a relationship with them, and absolutely. it's going to be that much stronger. One, one other thing that we do is during Christmas time, we always make sure to, you know, give out a gift certificate for those tenants who are good tenants. If they don't pay their rent, I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's still Christmas time. You know, we, 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 we still want to take care of people. And, um, you know, that goes a long way. Actually, it's funny. They sometimes will start paying their rent on time when you do that. So uh, awesome. giving, giving back is a huge thing. And, uh, you know, all our tenants, um, we make sure we take care of them during Christmas time. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate those uh, advice, Mike, there. Those are awesome words. So for new investors, Mike, uh, what would you advise them, like some areas to invest? Like if they are looking at some multifamily deals, do you maybe advise them to start off in their own backyard or maybe look around, uh, you know, maybe two hours from their uh, sort of house? Or could you maybe, you know, advise us on some, on some of that? Absolutely. Well, you know, it all depends. I, 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 I want to look at time in that sense. Like what is, what is their time allowed? Because uh, sometimes, you know, investing where it makes sense is the best investment because, um, you know, if they don't have time and they're going to be a passive investor, if they have a property manager that's an hour away or half an hour away or five hours away, what's it matter? And then in a day, if they have, uh, you know, a property manager that is uh, going to take care of them, they're going to take care of them. So it doesn't matter where they invest. You got to invest where the numbers work and where they feel most comfortable because uh, they could invest in their, in their own backyard and, um, you know, they hire a property manager and that property manager isn't good. You know, sure, they could, t they could drive over to their property and things of that nature. But uh, um, I always recommend if you can get started and be your own property manager, that's the best experience you can get. It really is. I mean, Absolutely. I, you know, I, I tell people you're going to learn it from A to Z and I recommend people, I say, Hey, come out and, you know, um, you know, do one of the boot camps with us on one of these topics on, you know, property management or whatever it may be. And you're going to learn a lot on, you know, the lease agreements, the, the, the agreement that you're going to have with the, with the tenant there, um, you know, how to deal with the tenant, how to deal, what systems to use to, uh, you know, to collect your rent. Um, you know, what to do in different situations where a tenant isn't paying or a tenant has an issue with the home. So those are all, all important, um, you know, um, topics, which, you know, I personally learned, um, you know, on my own. And then I also learned throughout the years by surrounding myself with the right people. And I learned it's, you know, it's, it's huge to um, have that communication with the tenant and, um, you know, um, when there's a situation that happens, you, you, you always have to start the process of eviction. In our state, we have a seven day, in Michigan, we have a seven day, we send out a seven day notice and you discuss with them because 
you know, you, you can get that sob story that someone says that they don't have the money now, this and that. They drag you out for months. I've been through that. <laughs> yeah, about 15 years ago. And I learned, I said, okay, well, hey, you know what? You know, this is how you get you get better is by learning through all these different experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah, that's very important. I know. I, I agree with you. Property management is such a, such a critical component oh, that yeah. over the years you learn accounting, tax, construction. I mean, the list goes on and on. You, yeah. all, you almost become a, a jack of all trades by, by true nature of it, you know? Absolutely. And then when you're your own property manager, you understand that, you know, have yourself three plumbers, three HVAC guys, three electricians, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, three handymen. Because the reason why I say that is, you, you know, you could never count on one person. You don't want to do that. You know, right. It, right. Right. what if that guy's on vacation? So, right. you know, and when I say the number three, it's just, you know, you know, just something that comes to mind because, you know, one of those three is always going to be available and always Absolutely. build up your, your list of contractors, whether you're managing a property, flipping a property, whatever it may be, it's important to have a diversified list. And, you know, one of the things that we do when we train, we always say, hey, you know, uh, I've heard people say, oh, gosh, there's no contractors out there. <laughs> That's where I <laughs> you want You want to sit down and find out? You want to see how I can find you 30 to 40 to 50 contractors in a matter of, you know, two or three hours? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think and then you've so got to qualify them. Just... Just for, yes, you know, just for clarification's sake, then you got to qualify them. Do right. they communicate? You send them an email. Do they respond right. to your email? You meet them. You take a look at their work. There, there, there's more to it than just giving a sure, name sure, phone sure. number. Right, right. But it suffice to say that I think in this business, resourcefulness uh, and, you know, implementing that resourcefulness to, you know, build those multiple relations uh, and, you know, get those proper professionals is extremely important. Very well said, Mike, there. and. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the various businesses that you have, Mike, uh, could you maybe explain us just the whole ecosystem of your strategy investment group that how different businesses are aligned and they sort of, uh, uh, you know, are in synergy and they uh, kind of work with each other? Could you maybe give us an overview of your, your group? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I love being in synergenic businesses. You know, it's like, um, you know, if we're, uh, for buying off market properties, we're doing mailing campaigns. We're doing, um, you know, we're, we're hitting it from a multi-prong approach, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're doing that too, it makes sense to have a brokerage and the properties that we don't buy, let's say someone wants a hundred thousand dollars for a property and we were offering 80 and the ARVs, you know, 150, um, cause it takes $30,000 to renovate why not list that property for that person for 99.9 and um, you know, get the commission there and you're going to pay right. for part of your campaign. So right. that's why we started our brokerage company mm -hmm. uh, and our property management company. We started that because we were selling turnkey properties. I, I built my own portfolio, uh, you know, back in 2006 and seven and started building that mm -hmm. up. Um, and then when I started selling turnkey in 2010, 11, 12 timeframe, um, you know, the property management, I, I became, an accidental landlord first, then I became an accidental property management company, which is synergenic, sure. and now I love them both. So the accidents worked out really good. But then the property management company, also you, you can do things such as, um, you know, um, I have a lending company, so my lending company lends 
to sometimes my property management clients that want to borrow money to do a flip, to, to do improvements, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, when clients bring us homes that have deferred maintenance, sometimes they don't have the money to fix it up. So okay. they can borrow from our lending company. So, you know, there's a lot of synergetic businesses in what we do. Our education company, uh, uh, Unique Wealth Education, basically, um, you know, helps people who want to learn how to flip wholesale um, um, or, uh, you know, buy and hold, whatever it may be, to understand the whole gamut of things. Even about notes, we, we, we will train people how to buy notes, but they're all synergetic. The bottom line is they're That's all synergetic awesome. and, uh, you know, they all complement each other. So That's awesome. And I know in your business, Mike, you use uh, a lot of virtual assistants. Uh, could you maybe uh, share with us uh, briefly, like uh, how do you uh, sort of what activities uh, your virtual assistants uh, do within your uh, umbrella of uh, companies? Yeah, well, you would be surprised that, you know, they're, they're, they're very talented. And just like any employee or, or anyone that works for someone, you know, it's the way that you train them. Um, it's the way that you, um, you know, define their tasks and, and basically process map out what they're, uh, what you want them to do. Um, that's how they'll perform. And uh, what we use um, virtual assistants for is many areas. You know, they, they, they help in property management um, to put up listings, to take calls, to run applications, um, you know, to, uh, 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 to assign even maintenance uh, requests. Mm -hmm. um, they also help us in our purchasing department to uh, uh, write offers, um, you know, follow up with offers. Um, they, they help us in uh, marketing, um, you know, sometimes to place properties on different websites uh, mm -hmm. uh, for sale. Um, so there, there, there really, um, really is no limits to what they can do. Um, mm -hmm. Without having to be have have boots on the ground, sure, so, sure. Um, you know, that you, so we utilize utilize a lot of them, and we try to put them in uh, situations where they're going to be successful. Got uh, it. So just like any employee, put them in a situation to be successful and train them right. Um, you know, the the probability of them uh, doing well is high. Right. Sure. And my sort of next follow up topic, Mike, on this is that. Uh, you know, keeping your units occupied is sort of the uh, pretty much the golden mantra for, you know, making profit in this business. And sure. that is closely tied with how nicely or how safely your units are renovated so that, you know, the tenant experience is, uh, you know, always positive. Uh, could you maybe share with us that uh, what are some of the important things that you do during your renovations so that, you know, long term, uh, there are no like uh, no issues uh, in, within your properties and tenants are happy. Could you maybe share some tips about renovations uh, yeah. that you do in your group? Absolutely. Well, what I always do is we always get a city inspection um, to make sure the city comes in and tells us what violations they see so we can write that into our scope of work. We catch it on our own, but we also get a city list of uh, violations uh, from the city so we can repair the home properly. Um, we, tr we, try, we always try to keep hard floors in there. So if there's hardwood floors or refinishing them, um, that's very important because I feel between tenants, they last longer, they look better, they're cleaner than carpet. Um, we make our kitchens nice and our bathrooms nice. That's huge. So we always put in there, uh, if the cabinets, um, you know, there's a clean repair replace strategy. 
well, you know, we're, we're, we're keeping cabinets that are only in really good shape. If they're not in good shape, we're taking them out, we're donating them to Habitat for Humanity or something along those lines. Sure. Uh, and we're putting in there good, you know, really nice uh, mid-quality cabinets, not high-end, not low-end, mid-quality cabinets. We're putting in there a nice glass back, backsplash, uh, granite. Uh, so the kitchen, someone walks into our unit versus someone else's unit, they're, you know, I look at it like uh, we got a high probability of them saying that this is a really nice unit. I want to live here. Sure. Uh, then you go into our bathroom. We have, uh, uh, you know, we have a really, really nice bathrooms with really nice vanities. Uh, we make sure that the, the tub and the surround are really nice. Um, and then, um, then as far as painting wise, we're making sure that uh, we do two-tone paint. Um, we use a, um, you know, an eggshell or a, um, or a satin on the wall, so it's uh, fairly cleanable, sure. and uh, a white flat uh, on the ceilings. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, then making sure that the the electrical, mechanical, and plumbing is in place and working properly. You know, right there, you just set yourself apart from a lot of other landlords because <laughs> they true. they don't do all that. Uh, right. Last but not least, curb appeal. We make sure that we we uh, we have a curb appeal. We we do a basic landscaping, which is we're we're not spending tons of money. We're cleaning up, putting some shrubs there, and making sure it's very presentable and looking better than other units. That's very important. So those things alone, right there, sure they might be you know four or five six thousand dollars more, but to me, you know, it makes a huge difference. Number one. You'll, you'll get your units rented a lot quicker. Number two, you'll get tenants in there that want to stay. Number three, you'll get more of the top dollar for your for your rentals. So those three alone are well worth me not having a vacant unit. So I look Absolutely. at, we have a vacant unit, there's a problem. You know, you know so because we're buying in the right location, we're renovating properly, and, and we have really good property management and, 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 and leasing. Leasing is very important. So we make sure that our homes are visible. We let people know that our home is available for rent. Um, and and that's, that alone is, is, could be a, you know, a long discussion in itself, how to lease right. and how okay. to qualify tenants. So right. we, do, we, we package it up the right way. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Mike. Uh, please let, uh, um, I mean, you know, I think the podcast can be so big that with your amount of experience, uh, Mike, that, but I know in aspect of uh, timing, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, try to pause the show here and also, you know, request you to definitely have you back on oh, another, another episode. I, I would uh, love to. I'm sorry, time constraints. We, 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 I know absolutely. We no problem. I appreciate, I appreciate your advice uh, today, Mike. Please uh, share with our listeners how they can find you. Yeah, um, you know, our, our main website is, is strategyproperties.com, um, and that's uh, that's on the web. You can just type in uh, strategyproperties.com. That's S-T-R-A-T-E-G-Y-P-R-O-P-E-R-T-I-E-S.com, strategyproperties.com. Check out our website. We have a lot of good content on there, and, um, you know, hopefully uh, we'll catch you back on the podcast here. And, uh uh, we'll, uh, we'll have some more good discussions. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate your time today. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk. Thanks for listening to premium cash flow real estate investing podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.